Welcome to Beyond the Routine with Bettina and Nick Shimanek. The podcast where we step away from the workouts and get real about life. We're a husband and wife duo, performance trainers, parents, and health and wellness experts. When we're not training professional athletes or traveling the world filming or leading workouts, we're sharing about life beyond the routine and how we find balance in all the unexpected and the chaos that our careers bring. Whether you're here to see what's going on in our crazy lives or how we manage our work-life balance, or you're interested in improving your overall health, we're here to take you beyond beyond the the routine. Welcome back to Beyond the Routine with Bettina and Nick Shimanek. Now, this is part two of a two-part episode of So You Want to Be a Coach. If you didn't already check out part one, it is in the previous episode where we dive in a little bit deeper into our journeys, what it takes to be a coach. And it's also a great episode if you're looking for a coach and not necessarily if you want to be one. So make sure you check that out. But before I dive into the episode, I just wanted to send a quick thank you to all of you who have been listening for the past few months, maybe since the beginning, or maybe you are a new listener. So thank you all. Uh, Make sure you are subscribing and reviewing and rating. That's what helps us get our word out there. Uh, We are just on the journey of wanting to help you all. So make sure you let us know what you are looking to hear. And yeah, make sure you share us with your friends on social and just tell everyone what you like about us. All right. So without further ado, here's the episode. If you have someone in your, like, let's say you work at a big box gym or something, maybe you can ask one of the coaches if you can shadow them for a while. Um, if anything, that should be part of someone's, um, yeah, for sure. someone's like stepstones. Yeah. And it's not always going to be a great experience. Yeah. Like the first person that I worked with was. Oh, that's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shitty. <laughs> well, then you learn what not to do. So exactly. <laughs> I learned exactly what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just not, I mean, I thought it was going to be a fantastic situation because I thought it was exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted my niche to be. Um, but after I did it for two or three months, I was like, I don't fucking know about this guy. Yeah. Well, what were the um, things I think just so someone's that is maybe getting a mentor, what are the things that you think that were the red flags for you? Um, I think firstly, if like, if you say something like if you're, if you're going to hire someone or if you're going to mentor someone the person that's doing the mentor should, should follow through with what they say. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have a boss that's like, yeah, just all over the place. And like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to work this amount of hours this week, or you're going to make this amount of money this week. And, but then none of it happens, Yeah, you know, cause then you just lose trust like right away. Yeah. Um, so I think that was one thing that I took from, took from that situation. Um, I think just treating everyone the same, almost Mm -hmm. like, you know, whenever I'm in the gym, it's, I could have this high profile person that I'm working with and most of my attention's on them. But like, if somebody asks me a question, I'm not, I'm not just going to like ignore them, shoe fly, like Mm -hmm. get up out of here. Like I'm, can you see, of course I need to pay attention to them, but like I need to treat everyone else with respect as well, you know? And you felt like he wasn't doing that. I certainly felt like he didn't really have a lot of respect for everybody else in the gym from a space standpoint, from like, this was like a small private boutique gym in Los Angeles. And it's like loud, taking up the whole gym, obnoxious, like, and other trainers are just like, bro, I can't even, I literally have to stay in like a two foot by two foot space. If not, I'm just going to get ran over by these 
big ass NFL dudes, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think just having respect for your surroundings and the people that are in the gym as well, whether you're working with them directly or indirectly, um, or if they're just there, like, you know, just treat everybody with I respect. I feel like this is just like a simple, don't be an asshole. No, it is. And I think, I think for sure, I think yeah, that's, yeah. but whenever you see it, like yeah, firsthand, course. that was my yeah. first job. I'm like, we're like, like is it supposed damn. to be like this? Yeah. yeah especially wanna... because it's working with high level athletes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was one thing that, um, whenever I was still in college and I was playing for Cliff, um, one of the things that Cliff is like, certainly a celebrity and he's like a high profile dude. I know. I always ask Nick, I'm like, well, people recognize him. If yeah. <laughs> and, um, Cliff Kingsbury is who we're talking about. So he's, he, he's certainly a high profile guy. He's like a celebrity. He looks a certain way, but he's like the most down to earth and humble. That's, yeah, that's why I wouldn't even. And yeah. And one of the things that I learned from him very early on in my collegiate career was, um, you know, cause like him being the head coach, he's essentially the quarterback of the entire facility. And then me being the quarterback, I wanted to be, so he's like the leader or the quarterback of the entire facility. I wanted to be that guy for the locker room. So I was just following his example. And one thing that he was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly adamant about was treating like the starting oh, quarterback yeah. or the, the offense coordinator or whoever, like somebody in a very important position, the athletic director, blah, blah, blah. The custodian service or like the janitors that came and cleaned the, the facility at night. He would literally talk and stop and take 10, 15 minutes out of his day to have a conversation, the same conversation with them as he did with the athletic director mm-hmm. or as he did with me and whoever else was playing ball at the time. Like he, he took time out of his day to make sure that they felt seen mm-hmm. Because they're doing a lot of shit behind the scenes that people don't see, you know? Yeah. Um, so he was like, I remember vividly, he'd be like, hey, bro, you should fucking go say something to Rico. Like, Rico is one of the janitors. And I'd be like, what, like, why the fuck would I? And then I, but you then learned. I, but then I was, I was 18, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was 19. Yeah. But then after two or three years, I'm like, oh, I, f- I f- get it. Yeah. You need to know everybody in the facility's name. Yeah. Like if they say hi, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, shit, the head coach don't even know who I am. Yeah. Because if you do say, oh, what's up, Sam? It's like, whoa, fuck, he knows my name. Yeah. You know, and then you just make their day. So yeah. um, I think that was that was something that the first person that I worked for out in Los Angeles certainly did not do. Um, but it's <laughs> certainly something that I think goes a long way, yeah. um, especially like you're talking about. If you're trying to build this network, build a business, build like this yeah. clientele. Like fucking know your client's name, know your client's parents' name, know yeah, know shit about them, so you can yeah, because it's not just about all the education; it's about getting to building that trust and getting yeah. to know them as humans for sure. Yeah, even as I remember in the group classes at Crosstown, it was it was it was like, oh yeah, you just got engaged, or oh, how's you know, like yeah. all those little things, like yep. even just in between classes, it's so important. Yep, exactly. Build, I feel like even now till this day, I still have connections with a lot of the Crosstown peeps, and I haven't lived there for years. It's been like five, six years at this point. Yeah, yeah, and then building yeah. the connections with other people. Like Crosstown in Chicago. Yeah, Crosstown. It's been more than five years. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not very good at math. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. 2014, 15, 15, 2016. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But math, math that you should be good at. Yeah. Is breaking down your, your schedule. Yes. And the time, That's the next and thing, the time, time commitment. commitment. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you should certainly, um, <laughs> you're definitely better at this than I am. Yeah. Just managing your time. Cause you know, I'm like, just, Oh shit. I just finished with this client. I got 30 minutes free. Let me just knock this, this out. Blah, blah. Yeah. But then I start my next client and I'm like, damn, I should have probably done. Yeah. Something yeah, scheduling. You're, you're very yeah, it's good. just figuring. Well, and and this is the point is like you have to decide for yourself. Like, do you want to do this full time? Do you want to do this part time? Do you want to work into full time? Because actually, when we were on our flight to Hawaii, I was l- giggling to myself because I guess the the U.S. Open was happening. Yeah, and one of the flight attendants was talking about one of his clients, and I heard I was like, kind of, I like my ears perked up. He was like, "Oh, I trained that guy's that guy's wife," and I was like, "Huh." And then he started telling the lady like, oh yeah, I, I do strength and conditioning on the side. So like, it's pretty cool. That guy is a flight attendant and does strength and conditioning or training on the side. So it's, it is possible to do it part-time, but I'm sure he lives a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it's hard to be a flight attendant and we've talked about traveling and how to stay fit and stay healthy while traveling. But, you know, obviously that's something that he's really passionate about. So it is possible to do it part-time if it's Mm -hmm. something you want to make extra money or you're really passionate about it. Um, I know a lot of people that are doing like online coaching now and it's just kind of something that they do on the side in addition yeah. to their other job. Yeah. Um, well, I think not even, even if you don't even want to do it part-time, part-time might even still be too much. But what if you're just like, you have a full-time job, mm-hmm. but you're extremely passionate about working out. So you just want to get your family in better shape. Yeah. So you want to learn oh, more. Yeah. So you don't necessarily want to be a coach. Yeah. But maybe you can coach this small little group, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like you're going to be committing 20 education. hours a week, mm-hmm. but like, Hey, Hey, brother and sister and whoever, like y'all should jump in my workout. So you might want to know just enough yeah. to, because it's really easy to access personal training certifications nowadays and not too expensive. And, you know, ACE and NASM, like those are the two of the biggest ones that I know of that are accessible to anyone that doesn't have a degree in exercise science yeah. um, or a bachelor's degree. I think um, so to back up on that point, um, Nick has a CSCS. And when he got the CSCS, um, you just had to have a bachelor's degree in order to get it. But now um, it has to be you, in, you have to have a, a um, bachelor's in exercise science or kinesiology. Or or, yeah, 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 some sort of. Yeah, but so yeah, you can't just you can't, get it. Yeah. You can't just get it now. Yeah. Um, but ACE and NASM are the best way to to get just like a easy one. So Very if you're general. someone that just wants to train your family, or you just want to know more about it, just so you know more about your own body, I know so many people that do that, and then all of a sudden they're just doing it on the side. And next thing they know, they're doing it full time. Yeah. So it could just For be sure. a journey. Um, but it is a time commitment, like Nick says. Like this today, he had. He, I mean, and he doesn't just train clients for an hour because he's, you know, he's working with these professional athletes. So sometimes it's an hour and a half. So he's got these time blocks, but don't forget to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you got to schedule time to eat. Yeah. You got to schedule time to go to the bathroom. Because if you got people back to back to back, back, to back to it's going to be hard. And then you're yeah. going, you're not going to be able to fill your own cup. So yep. having sure. that time commitment, but then also scheduling time for yourself to be able to work out. Like I, and even just as a new mom, or not, not a new mom. It's been mom for two years now, but as a newborn mom of the second one, I'm redefining my schedule again. I'm trying to figure out, oh, okay, I need to finish my edits in my book, but I also want to work out for 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And it's just blocking out your time and figuring out what works best for you. I'm a very visual person and I like to write things down. So I write, some people are really good at just having them on their computer. Um, I am very big on communication with your clients. So not only making sure they've confirmed 
via text, but also um, sending them like calen- calendar. calendar invites. I'm very big on the calendar invites because then you can't say, well, you didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> we had sure. We had the time. It wasn't just like a thing because you're committing to it. Yep. Um, obviously, that's if you're an independent contractor. If you're working for like a big box gym, they're going to take care of all that stuff for you. Yeah. But if you're, you know, a lot of a lot of the coaches that we work with and that want to be coaches are usually want to do what we do and work on your own time. Yeah. So having to run a business is what you're doing. Yeah. You're not just, you know, like, oh, this yeah. is fun here and there, but you're actually r- running a business, your own business, yeah. um, which is you. So the time commitment isn't just the training itself in your own workouts. You're having to manage your books, your your taxes, all yep. that all that good stuff. So just, exactly. you know, um, but yeah, I think the next point that we want to bring up, though, is our transitions from being coach to being the coach. Yeah. You talked a little bit about that, like having Cliff and then yeah. whenever you were getting mentored, I feel like that was a. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think. So first I got, and obviously you can refer back to the first episode. I think we talked about this. I got a business degree in college because I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go get a normal job, like maybe help my family's business or whatever. Um, And then whenever I was playing ball in the NFL and I was kind of thinking about being done and this and that, I was like, I I realized that I didn't want to go just sit at a desk and do that nine to five kind of work. Yeah. So like I referred to earlier, some people are incredibly passionate about being a personal trainer or a strength coach from the time they're 10 mm-hmm. and on. Some people just do it because they don't really know yeah. what else to do. You know, I was kind of like more the latter. I was kind of like, OK, I'm going to be done playing ball. I, I really enjoy working out. I really enjoy this side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I just had to figure out how to like really level up in that. So that's yeah. whenever I started getting the certifications and this and that. So, and really spending a lot of time and, and energy researching all that. Um, so I think going from being coached and just being in the physical side of things and playing sports and stuff, it was like an easy transition logistically, or yeah. I guess, um, I certainly had to learn a lot, obviously, but as far as like how to talk to the athletes and the environment that they like to be in and this and that, you are that was all the that. easy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was, and how they like to be talked to and this and that. So that was, that was the easy stuff. And for me, it was just like, okay, now let me put like a little more substance or a little more, um, like education behind everything that I'm doing. So yeah. that was, that was kind of like my transition. Like I, I'm incredibly passionate about this. So let me try to make it yeah. a career, you know? Yeah. my And mine was such a, like, yours is so, like, not obvious, but people wouldn't be surprised if they figured out that yeah. you were a coach. I think when a lot of people found out or heard that I was doing personal training, they were just kind of like, oh, that I mean, that make, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. it was, but I remember, you know, I've talked a little bit about the imposter syndrome, but I remember being, like, really scared to tell, tell people that I was, like, training and yeah. that I was, you know, that I was being a group fitness instructor because I had never worked out before. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to that become trainers because they, because a lot of people come into it because they start working out. And that was kind of how my journey was. Like I started working out, uh, taking a class at this place called David Barton gym. And then I, I, you know, I took advantage of the free training sessions and then I spent my money that I basically didn't have and got the trainer to keep training me. And I remember just being so into it and being like, so scared to like, 
Like, I remember being friends with them on Facebook and being scared to be like, I'm a trainer now. You know, yeah, yeah. like it was almost like I was like, oh, like this is like, you know, like I I, I think it's now being a newer or a coach that's a vet. I want to make sure that new coaches feel comfortable becoming coaches because yeah. I think it is scary. You know, you're changing your career. I, you know, I went, I thought I was going to be Beyonce's bass player. And then all of a sudden I want to be a, a coach and teach yeah. classes and group classes. And I think it's important to have that space. And if you're a coach that's been a coach for a long time, make sure you make that welcoming space for newer coaches. Cause I think, and not that I, not that any of the coaches that were teaching me, ever made me feel that way. I think it was something that I just needed to get in my deal own with, yeah. yeah deal with. In fact, I remember I used to take this class from this guy named Liu. Um, my, my, um, my roommate that I would take a uh, class with, she was like, Oh my gosh, he's my favorite. He's so, I love his energy. He's so great. And like, he just, he was my favorite too. And then I remember like four years into teaching at Crosstown or no, four years into being a trainer and then being at Crosstown I got to teach a class with him. And I remember that being like such a cool oh, moment for me. Yeah. Cause I was like, man, I used to look up to you. And I told him, that. I was like, I used to take your classes. And I always think that's such a cool moment for, for coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and I, what I loved about him is he never made me feel a certain way. Like, he, and he would always give me encouraging words, like and admire me for my work. So I think as you become a new coach, talk to talk to old newer coaches surround yourself with the ones that are have positive energy because you never know one day yeah. you might be right next to them yeah. and same thing you know I, i've there's still coaches till this day that like i'm like man i always used to look up to you or yeah. i feel like there was someone recently that i not just molly from girls gone strong but there was someone else that i feel like i just i don't know that i feel like i'm surrounded by so many amazing coaches and i'm I remember just 10 years ago looking up to a lot of them and it's yeah. just really cool to be alongside them. And I feel like you're the same way. Yeah. There's well, I people. think, I think the, just to touch on the imposter syndrome thing, I think that's like a real thing that oh yeah, really everybody deals with, Yep. you know, in any, in any, in any, any yeah, um, any space, any space. Um, so for me, mine was like, I worked for this guy that I had a bad experience for, or I guess a good experience, depending on a perspective, you know. Um, you learned from it. So that's but a good the guy experience. that I was referring to earlier didn't have a great experience, learned a lot from it. My, I don't know if we talked about this before, my very first client ever that was my first client was Machine Gun Kelly. Oh yeah, that's right. It's literally my my first client ever. And he so reached spend, out to him on Instagram. I reached out to him on social media. Yeah, <laughs> and he just happened to to respond within like five minutes because Nick looks cool. And he he wrote me back right away. But I remember thinking like, so so that was my very first client, and then he led to another big time client, another big time client, another big time. So then, like. At one point I had been a, a strength coach or whatever, a personal trainer, whatever you want to call it, um, for like six months or a year or something. And I was already working with people that are like, people work their entire lives to try to get the clientele that yes, I already I had, had that. Yep. in like six or 12 months. So then my imposter syndrome was like, whoa, why the, <laughs> why me? Like, you know, I've been literally doing this for six months and now I'm already, yeah at this level, you know? So, um, there was definitely like a lot of hours spent thinking like, 
no fucking way this person should be training with me. There's so many people <laughs> that are better than me at this job. There's so many people that like. But he kept training with you because he really loved your personality. You yeah, jived well, I think with that's, him. Yeah. That's, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit of that um, here in a little bit. But yeah, I think that was that was a big one for me early on. And I still go through it as well. Like I still work with me people too, and yeah. I'm like, like, damn, I've only been a strength coach for four or five years. Um, mm-hmm. I work with some pretty awesome people, people yeah. that it, like even just the NFL thing. I know I played in the NFL, but there's so many people that are strength coaches across the country and across the world that work with, you know, middle school athletes, high school athletes, maybe some collegiate athletes that just, man, just one day I'm going to work with some guys in the NFL just one day, one day, one day. But then they do it for 20, 30, 40 years and they never get that opportunity. Yeah. And I was having those opportunities in two months of this career, you yeah. know? So there was, there was definitely yeah. that imposter syndrome. So just <laughs> for people that are going through it at home, like I know like the perspective of kind of what we do and the people that we work with were kind of like at a very high level in this space. But like, there's certainly hey, some shit I mean, that we go through mentally and yes. some doubt that creeps in mentally. Like, fuck. Well, and you hear that phrase, like, fake it till you make it. Like, I, I know it it's sounds silly. It's not what silly. you know it to, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I know it sounds silly, but at the same time, you really have to step into it. And it's kind of that expander. Like, if I'm getting into the woo-woo stuff now, it's more of that, like, you're you're setting that bar for yourself. And now you're like, oh, now I need to figure out how to match it and like how to get there and how to exceed it when you see yourself doing that. And like, Nick. I think the lesson there was shoot your shot. Like people always yeah. make these jokes. Like I'm going to slide in their DMs. He literally slid in a machine gun Kelly's DMs. And, and now he was turning. And it's turn. not like I was one for one. I just slid into Colson's DMs and yeah. I got him. Like yeah. I slid into so many athletes, so many people's and DMs. And then Saquon randomly slid into your DMs. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then like, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, full well, circle. But we, we weren't going to talk about this, but I think social media as much as we demonize it at times, it really is a good networking tool, making sure that you advertise like it is a highlight reel. But like Saquon found you through there yeah, he, because he, he saw all the stuff that you do. Yeah. And and I had um, one of my really good friends from out in Los Angeles, uh, Chaz. He one day I was like, um, I forget what we were doing. I think we were working out or something. And I was like, you know, man. I've, and I'm still the same. I've, I hate Instagram. I hate social media. But he was like, bro, I understand that you hate that shit, but that's your business card. Yeah. That's literally your business it's card. True. It's like <laughs> your body and your social media are your business card. So yeah. like put that shit out there. So it's just so hard. You're so good at it. And you're so good at well, understanding being, that this is your job. Just, and, this and also is, understanding what, like the, the thing is, is you're not a quote unquote content creator. Like yeah. you're not making money on Instagram. You have it as a business card. So it does not, it's not like you need to have content in there on there all the time. Yeah. I think that's important for coaches to remember. If you want to utilize social media, ask yourself, like if you're willing to create content on the daily, then that's part of your job too. That's going to be, you're a that content, so you're a time. content creator. Nick knows in his heart that he I'm doesn't not. love doing the content, but he knows that it it's is my job, his job, but in his business, card. but you also know that you don't like making the content. So it's okay that you don't put stuff on there all the time. You just know that, that if someone is going to check your stuff out, they can go on your page, 
they look at it and they understand who you are as a whole. They can see that you're a dad. They can see that you are an ex-NFL. They see the movements that you do. So if you're going to curate your personality on Instagram and you don't want to continue to make content all the time, just make sure you have something on there that people can look at. Because yeah. I, know I've, I have people that work at Nike that are um, the behind the scenes peeps. Because people, this is... <laughs> If this is your long time dream is to work with Nike, let me tell you, they do look at your Instagram because yeah. I have people that have texted me like, hey, have you heard of this blank, pretty blank name? Like, I don't, can't find them on Instagram. I've tried to search for their name on, on the Internet. The Internet, whatever's out there, curate it. Curate your website, curate your, your Instagram page. You don't have to create content on it all the time. Like Nick says he doesn't like doing that, then he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm constantly creating content because I have sponsors that pay me to put yeah. stuff on there. Um, and I also have the mission of wanting to, to help mothers through there. And so, you know, I have my mission in mind on Instagram, but Nick is like, I don't have a mission on, on Instagram. I just know yeah. it's my, my business card. I'm just kind of like, okay, if I happen to get a video of this today, yeah. I guess I'll post it. But uh -huh. if I don't get a video, I'm not going to stress over it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's, you know, if you're trying to define that, because a lot of a lot, there's a lot of coaches that are like, oh, how do I how do I blow up on Instagram? How do I do this? I don't know. I haven't blown up on Instagram. I just happen to work with Nike and every once in a while they're sharing my stuff. But it's not because I create this like, um, what do you call it? viral yeah. content? Um, so if I, I couldn't give you the professional experience or advice of how to be a influencer on there because there are people that have like millions of followers yeah and just so you know not all the all the people on there are the ones that are certified but they they created yeah. a business online but we're you know we're speaking specifically to the in-person one-on-ones yeah. um maybe if you want to be an educator in the future like th that's continue to invest in that time yeah so that's good advice but what would your number one piece of advice be for ah my number one piece of advice for new coaches it's super simple never stop learning um, I mentioned that all the time, but it's literally the thing that I say every time is you never stop learning. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to combat that. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's, uh, no. I, and it's not, not just in an education, educational standpoint. Like you don't need to take certs. I think all the time I, I, in the beginning, I think you need to spend a lot of your money on education, especially if you don't have a degree in exercise science, but it's num number one is, um, I know I said it's number one piece of advice, but number one, never stop learning. But then also, um, uh, we have your network, which I've touched on too. Yeah. Um, I think that's because that's exactly what I thought. Like whenever I first, you know, what's, what would you be your number one? But advice? I think at this point you have feel educated enough to, but I think in the beginning, hundred percent, never stop learning. Yeah. yeah, Because I, I already no, know I in my head what you're going to say, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just going to say that's, that's a great point. You should certainly never stop learning. Even like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like at this point, I still need to fucking learn all the time. Like I still need to, <laughs> I still need to open a book and just keep studying for real. Um, but, and then going, going back to my buddy, Dan, that I've been doing work with recently and how he's like the smartest fucking person ever, but he, he hasn't had a lot of experience on the relationship side of things. Yeah. So I would say my number one piece of advice would be relationships matter more than your education. Like that's fair over the course of my career. I have rarely, if ever had someone say, Hey, what's, what certificate, like a client oh, this is, course. I've had other, yes. I've had other coaches say, what certifications do you have? But like a client that I just started working with or whatever, 
rarely do they just say, yeah, you know, I know you've been doing this for four or five years, but, uh, what kind of certifications you got? Yeah. You know, I don't, I've never gotten that question. So I think obviously you need to know what and you're it coaching. Is important because let me tell you just FYI again, if for anyone aspiring to be Nike, they do ask what all your certifications are. Just An FYI. Employer, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, so you certainly need to, yeah. to learn, but I think if you're working with a one-on-one client, I think, the relationship that you build and you establish with that client mm-hmm. is far and away more important than whatever um, education you could offer to the thing. Yes. So I think another really good example, if we're going back to Colson or if we're going back to MGK, um, whenever I first, he was literally my first client. So I didn't, I mean, I knew a, a fair amount just from playing in the NFL and being around. Like, I trained at all the top facilities across the country. So I had a bunch of very unique experiences. So in general, I knew, like, a lower body knee dominant, a, yeah. a hip dominant, a push-pull, or this. Like, I knew very basic stuff. Um, but I think, like, literally the very first time that I went to his house, we trained for, like, 30 or 45 minutes or whatever it was. And we had a solid little session and I'm just doing like push-ups, pull-ups, yeah. <laughs> lunges, this and that. But then afterwards I spent like two or three hours with him. We just listened to a new album that he hadn't released yet in the studio and this and that. And, and we just like clicked. It's very clear that was your first client because it seems like you had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a lot of time, but it, but for whatever reason, we just like, we really clicked with each yes, other. And yeah, there are relationship just from the very beginning. Yeah. He was already like, Hey bro, I'm going on tour in like two or three weeks. Are you, are you cool with going with me? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I've known you for like 30 minutes, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Like it happened that fast. Yeah. But I think it's just because of the relationship that I was able to, to build, build and the trust that I was able to build more so than knowing that personality thing for you though. I feel like, yeah, but I think it's incredibly very likable important. person. <laughs> yeah. But people, I mean, I th- I'm, I'm certain that people get tied up. I mean, Dan's Dan's one of them and Dan will admit this. And I've talked to Dan about this and I'm like, bro, you're the smartest fucking person, but you just don't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Like there's, there's, I mean, you know how to talk to people and he given a presentation, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But just getting intimate and like kind of removing a layer so you can kind of open up and like really, you know, get them to buy into what you're doing. Like there's, you have to be a people person if you really want to excel in this. Um, and then I could say the exact same thing. That was the story about Colson, how we just hit it off from the jump. Saquon was the exact same way. The very first time that I trained Saquon, we met at a gym in um, downtown Los Angeles. Whenever he pulled up to the gym, we were wearing the same exact shoes, same color, same Kobe's. We had the same pair of Kobe's on. I know. And you never wear those. And I never wear Kobe's. So and I was just, I just happened to be wearing that day to, to be wearing them that day. Um, and I had like the jewelry that I wear, the rings that I wear is called Chrome hearts. Um, so I was wearing my Chrome hearts rings and he had a Chrome hearts hat on. So like we had the same shoes, same branding of clothing, this and that. So I knew like right away, like, boom, all right, there's something that we, that we have in common. I don't know this fucking dude at all, but there's one thing right away that I can, that I can like 
talk about damn bro i like your shoes what yeah. other colorways you got yeah blah, blah. and then that f- filters into well yeah but you, do you like the original kobe's do you like the boom you know and then mm-hmm. and then before you know it it's been the same exact situation it's been one session yeah hey bro can you come to new jersey this weekend well attract and it's you like, know you like attracts like you know i yeah, feel like yeah. you guys somehow even though you didn't know each other you guys i mean Machine Gun Kelly saw you and probably was like, oh, that guy looks cool. Yeah. I mean, literally the other day I got my ears cleaned out and the EMT was like, he's cool. When I, my husband walked in, <laughs> oh, Nick yeah, walked in, cool. I was like, that's my husband. He's like, he's cool. So yeah. I feel like people like, you know, you, you attract each other. Like, yeah. you know, people want to train with me because they're like, oh, I want to, I, I like her energy. And so just being open about who you are and like, again, like make me that those are all based on social too. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. like, and if you are going to utilize social media, just having that business card of who you are. Yeah. I think that's, you know, yeah. it's so I think that's that's my number one piece of advice is certainly Bettina's piece of advice. Education. You can't do this job without the education side of it, mm-hmm. but you also can't do the job if you're an asshole. Yeah. So I think just being like a people person and like we talked about earlier, finding your niche. My niche isn't yeah. like I can't talk Nick to your clientele the, mm-hmm. the same way that I talk to my I'm. I'm out here saying some wild shit to the guys yeah. that I train because yeah. I know that they can handle you it. You got to listen to the Pros versus Joe's episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know that they can handle it. I so. think this is a good um, a good point to to build, uh, bring up. Our friend Carl, um, he was a coach at Reacher with us, yeah. and he was coaching people, and he just opened up his own gym like last year yeah. um, with some people, and he his whole niche is dancers. Yeah, because he, he was a dancer. He was a dancer. And he has really locked in on that. And I'm sure that took him a while to really figure that 100%. out. His thing's called Movement Society. And but it's he such speaks a, their language. Speaks their language. I'm sure they yep. come in and they, well, yeah, so-and-so, you know, I competed at this event last year. And Carl was probably like, oh, are you talking about the one down in San yes, Diego? Like, yes, he knows. He knows. Like, and he can probably just, just right away. He's like, boom, all right, I got something in common. I got, yep. now let me start to really yep. nurture this relationship and build and it takes time. Again, you you can't just be an asshole, but like you have to be a relationship person. So I think certainly open a book for the education side of things, mm-hmm. but also open a book on how to build relationships <laughs> or just, and how to or listen to it. It's cheesy, a but you have to know yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to know yourself yeah. to be able to figure out what it is, who yeah. it is you're going to be able to serve, yeah. um, whether that's through therapy or just, yeah. you know, growing up and figuring out what yeah. you do. But that's why people people it takes time for them to to figure out what their niche is. You know, yeah. like I thought I was going to work at Florida Girl for forever. And the yeah. next thing I know, I'm, I'm strength coach. Yeah. You know, so well, um, then. OK, then we can leave. um on this last bonus advice, love it. little bonus piece of advice. So we have continue learning is Bettina's number one. Relationship skills is my number one. Um, network, but I think, network too. And network kind of, yeah, it kind of goes in with relationships. Yeah, true. Um, I think a bonus piece of advice that's incredibly underrated as well would be you just have to be so adaptive. Like you have to be able to adapt on the fly. I had a coach talking to me the other day. Hey, I'm going to work with this professional basketball player. Um, You know, this is what I'm playing. I'm going to his house. This is what I'm planning on doing. We got dumbbell bench press. We got the blah, 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 this, this, this. I'm like, Oh, he has a, he has a gym at his house. And he said, Oh, well, I mean, he's a professional athlete. I, I assume that he has, dumbbells and this and that and i'm like bro no (laughs) like (laughs) you better show up at this guy's house like he has 
just walls and a yes, floor and yes. a ceiling and that's all that you fucking got to work with because that sometimes that's the case yeah. like you don't know um you don't know what you're going to be working with you don't know like the client that i'm about to have to get off of this podcast to go train sometimes he shows up by himself sometimes there's seven people with him yeah and it's like, uh, oh, Being adaptable, shit. That's, that's a an really entirely, great, that's a really great bonus one. Seven people in a session versus one person in a session is an entirely different energy. And it's an entirely different mm-hmm. logistically. The stations need to be set up. Mm-hmm. I got to come up with different exercises so everybody's mm-hmm. accommodated because not everybody can do what he does. Yeah. Um, so I think just being like, Ready to change at any ready, point. Just ready as fuck to just yeah. be like, oh shit, this is what I had Because all the time planned. with group classes too. Like you could, <clears throat> you could think that there's going to be five people to show up, but then it yep. ends up being 10. Or, hey, you, you have a brand new class and that you're told that all of these people are super in shape and then they show up and they're like not in shape. Not or vice in shape versa. at all. So just, so and I think that's. progressions, regressions, yep. having these stations, having like very basic versions, advanced versions. I think just being able to just adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that like coaches that have either mentored under me or just like shadowed me and just watched me coach people. One of the biggest takeaways that I always get is like, damn, did you know there was going to be this many people in the group today? Mm-hmm. Or did you just come up? I'm like, or what that, did, how did you know to change the exercise yeah. to that when they couldn't do, you know, just stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's. I think you're just like, or or me and my brain, I'm just like, okay, this is in a perfect world. This is what gets accomplished. Mm -hmm. So if I have to change it, let's try to stick to to the theme. Let's keep Mm -hmm. the main thing, the main thing and not veer off of that too Mm -hmm. much. Um, But it's not always a perfect world and it's not always (laughs) in an ideal world. No. So if I need to make a minor adjustment last second, as long as I'm, I'm sticking to you know my blueprint or what yes. i i believe and what i hold to be Again, like true knowing in what's values. inside the box in yeah. order to step outside of it that's yeah. where the combination of education and adaptability in the relationships, and relationships yeah 100 percent. yeah 100%. So i think that's our top three pieces of advice yeah education continue learning xyz relationships whether that's from a nurturing standpoint or your own um, or excuse me, networking standpoint or just nurturing the relationships with their clients mm-hmm. and then just being able to adjust on the fly. Yep. Whether you have one client, 50 clients, one person that can't move, one person that's the best athlete on the planet. And knowing what's inside the box and before just, you could step outside of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, we always get a lot of questions about becoming coaches and we continue to love to help all of you out there. So you can find us at the lineup.academy, our website, we are doing one-on-one coaching, um, but we also have our Instagram of lineup.academy that show showcases a bunch of uh, our trainers that we're friends with uh, our community, our network. Um, We mentioned Carl, he's on there. Uh, So check that out. If you're a new coach, Dan's on there. Dan is Two on the there. The people that we mentioned today yeah, are already a lot in of that, people. That coaching network. Yeah, it's all you know. That's we Certainly have a, something to check out. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, but you can always ask us questions at contact at beyondtheroutinepodcast.com. And if you like this episode, please share it with all of your friends and maybe people that are looking for a coach or that want a coach or want to become a coach and review and don't yeah yeah yes don't forget (laughs) 
Go fucking send some reviews, please. <laughs> Thanks, we need y'all. All of the reviews. Thanks, y'all. Mwah. <laughs> Just real quick, we'd like to remind you that while we are fitness and wellness professionals, we are not doctors or prescribing any medical advice. We do advise that before you change any of your habits or routines, you always should check with your healthcare provider.